magic is when the lie becomes truth. It's when something that is not currently real, like does become real. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. Just want to let anyone out there know, if you want to be a part of the show, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can go to oplshow.com uh, or just send us an email at oplpodcast at gmail.com. And if your story fits for the show, then we'll definitely hit you up and we'll schedule something and you'll be a part of the show. Yeah, and a quick thank you to our growing community of patrons who help support the show and allow us to keep doing what we do for just $5 a month. And of course, if you become a patron, you get weekly behind-the-scenes episodes, you get access to our Discord chat to talk to us, other listeners, old guests, and you get additional bonus episodes that will never, that will never appear on this channel. Uh, for example, the time Joe wore a diaper for 24 hours, lots of good stuff like that. But head over to patreon.com slash show and uh, join our OPL cult, I mean Patreon. So today we'll be speaking with a woman who says that she is a new age witch. Uh, she has training, she was once involved in a coven, uh, she has learned to perform spells and rituals that actually work. So I'm super excited to dive into this world, learn more about it. And as always, we have our guest on the line. So thank you for being on today. Thank you for having me. Of course. So to kick this off, let's just start with your personal definition of what it means to be a new age witch. Yeah. Um, so I say witch to kind of make it easier to understand for people, but I actually really like the term priestess a lot better. Um, but for me, it, it's um, an exploration of using manifesting techniques that the new age community is really interested in, but really... Um, including ritual and spell casting in that practice from from witchcraft yeah so when you this is just me right personally when i hear witch and i hear witchcraft i hear spells i'm thinking the pointy hat the broomstick and like you know the movies stuff so can you kind of like explain what you mean exactly by like spells and witchcraft and you know I, like I'm assuming it's not what I like I'm completely wrong you know what I mean so I just kind of want to know the uh you know the difference between the two and like what you kind of classify as a spell and how it would work yeah that's that's an awesome question um so dressing up is definitely like a big part of it for a lot of people who are into it um like for sure so you're not like wrong with that um but it you know casting a spell <laughs> really is um, like trying to intentionally change reality um, and it kind of you, you sort of see spellcraft as sort of like a hack almost like a programmer's code for a way to make it happen faster that's interesting uh, so like what, what kind of spells though like what kind of things do you like usually do in that way well um what kind of things do people usually want? Uh, mo most of the spells that you'll come across are for love or money, honestly. Um, but that's a really broad question. Basically, like I would do a spell kind of for anything that I wanted. You know, like there's, there's no like there's no boundaries, I guess, for me as far as like what I would do, except that I won't do things that feel bad to me, like things that might cause someone else pain or something. So I guess maybe it'll help us understand if you kind of talk about how, you know, you were first introduced to all of this, because I do feel like 
the term witch and like witchcraft it's almost becoming a trendy term in a way like i feel like i keep seeing like articles with it or you know things about crystals or like it's 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 almost become you know this trend of sorts of people like kind of wanting to identify as that but it seems like what you're saying is like you really have a a, a grasp on spells rituals and and making these things happen for yourself which i guess is a little hard for us to wrap our head around so like how did you kind of get introduced to this and i guess when i say this like what is this is it a community how does one kind of begin to even explore this okay awesome all right <laughs> that was a very long question so thanks <laughs> yeah for sure so um so first yes a lot of people do seem to kind of be getting into it now which i think is really interesting it kind of shows that people are interested in sort of expanding some kind of their definition of themselves in this way um i first got into it in 2012. um i had just grown up um basically super christian and i went through a process of kind of realizing that that was um not not what reality seemed to be made of um that 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 paradigm um but when i was a child i had witnessed really interesting things within that christianity and i i feel like i saw like groups of people really like um like create this huge sense of power in like these rooms that was really interesting to me. And I had also had an experience where I was in like really extreme pain as a child and a group of people um, like prayed for me. And um, in real time, I like felt the pain go away and I was okay again. And so I, I had experiences like that, that I, I had to kind of reconcile in my mind as I was leaving Christianity. And so I kind of just got super into researching, like, I guess like magic in the occults, because I realized there was just a bunch of other people who had also dedicated like their lives to thinking about these kinds of things. And so I checked out this, um, this like new age metaphysical bookstore in like, you know, like a town an hour away. And I went there to one of their open rituals and I started to kind of like put together the pieces of what this community is getting into okay so is it you know you bring up christianity so it to be a witch or in your case to like study the occult or magic is that kind of immediately considered pagan or or anti-religion i think yes i think it is considered that but I think that um, on the inside, it just, it feels a lot less like dark and scary than what I was warned it would be like. Right. And I think that's like to, to Joe's point in the beginning, you know, he said like pointy hats and, and broomsticks. And even if it's not that literally, it's like, even when I think about this, not knowing anything about it, it's, it has this feeling or this like, it's like cloaked in darkness almost. And I know so much of that is probably a misconception or, or, or based on stereotypes. Uh, but do you find that that's the case or how most people kind of view this? Like, okay, someone's literally trying to create magic or cast spells or rituals and like nothing good can come from that. <laughs> um, I find that people who are drawn to the title witch or occultist or magician um, are are drawn to more of that secrecy, more of that kind of building of power. Um, and people who are drawn to more of the new age titles 
are are less are are less drawn to that and more drawn to kind of like like a loving sharing of magical ideas very openly and before when you were talking about spells i was also just curious because you were saying how you know it's about manifesting for the most part is this something that you feel like you have complete control over or is it some or is it similar or is the spells similar to you know what people call prayers where it's like you pray and you hope that it is you know a catalyst in it going your way is it kind of the same thing or do you actually believe that like the spells that you're doing are the reason why these things are happening and that you can like you're in full control of that okay that is like the perfect question um i guess that i'm i believe that i have um a lot of power to kind of affect things and affect my reality and kind of affect even reality itself i guess um i i think a really good example of a kind of magic that a lot of people do would be magic done on an altar i'm just going to call it altar magic for the sake of this discussion but on a lot of people's altars they will kind of create like a microcosm they'll kind of create like you know they'll put something on there that symbolizes themselves and they'll put something on there that symbolizes um kind of what they're trying to achieve and they'll put something on there that symbolizes like you know those two things working in harmony or cohesion and by creating that kind of microcosm of kind of the bigger reality they really want to experience i think they're going one step farther than prayer i think prayer is sort of asking for what you want kind of petitioning to power for what you want and i think a lot of witches are like let's take it one step further and just uh see ourselves as you know powerful enough to make it happen okay but in your experience does it does it like actually manifest and work i'm assuming i'm assuming so honestly i have experienced a lot of the things that i've done magic for come to me and i i was honestly very surprised um by by that being the result for me so what was your kind of first experience with this because is is this something that you started to learn about but you know maybe were a little apprehensive about yourself so you know what was that kind of turning point you mentioned like an open ritual at the bookstore was there a particular experience where you saw magic happen successfully either from yourself or someone else you know that's interesting i i feel like i took part in in group rituals um but the ones i was in didn't really inspire me and i don't really think that that's that's all that a group ritual can be um but i i did hang out with the pagan community um kind of in my area in like 2012 2013 2014 and maybe a little bit in 2015 um and um, when I went to that bookstore, I met kind of like a local coven leader and he trained me for a year. Um, but it was like this thing, it was, it was this kind of frustrating situation where like he was willing to train me for a year, but then I had to go through some kind of ritual to become initiated for a year to get into like his group. And then after that, it would be like another year of something. And I think that's really, really cool, but I also felt something kind of weird about it. So I don't know. I kind of went off and did my own thing. What is a coven exactly? Oh, nice question. Um, Covens are groups of witches who are really embracing like that witchy thing, you know, Um, like they're almost like choosing to embrace that stereotype. Um, But covens are groups of witches who 
usually it's no more than 13. Um, and they gather together and they're willing to do magic together. And it's kind of seen as special. Like you'll only do, you know, really special group rituals with these 13 people and you create a really special bond. What do, what do these rituals like kind of look like? Is there like chanting or is there, you know, these potions or something? I mean, I'm, this is like, you know, I'm, I, that might be a stupid question, but I like literally have no idea what any of this looks like. Yeah. So I think I need to kind of like introduce my answer to that by saying that all rituals are kind of just made up like in any religion or anywhere you go like it's just a series of actions that people um, are kind of deciding are meaningful and so if you're in one tradition you know, a bunch of people might stand around a circle and hold hands and maybe one person will stand in the middle. This is f fairly common. This is something you would read about in maybe a witchcraft book. And um, everyone would really like heavily visualize um, themselves like sending energy to that main person. And that main person may, um, once they feel that they have like all of the energy of the group focused on them, they may... Um, uh, choose to like take on a slightly different personality because they they feel like they can maybe they feel like they um, I mean it, it goes to places some people think are dark and, and places that I don't even necessarily want to play in myself but maybe that person would think of themselves as possessed and they would behave differently and say things differently um, for example hmm. uh, the training that you mentioned like what does that consist of exactly and and what what do you have to become skilled at to be able to eventually perform rituals and spells on your own? Um, all you need to perform them on your own is confidence, but it kind of does take a little time of hanging out in the space to gain that confidence in my experience. Um, the training was not exactly what I thought it would be. It, it was a lot of like, visualizations and meditations and um, discussions of the history of witchcraft and um, like the reading of certain texts. And um, I think that my mentor was um, really trying to kind of instill in me a sense of understanding. I think he wanted for us to kind of be on the same page and being on the same page uh, with someone who understands magic kind of involves just like knowing that you can kind of do whatever you want and being able to design spells that work for you and then seeing that you kind of have that creative spark and that you you kind of do know how to take it take the reins on it you know mm. yeah because it feels like it's not you know there's not like a spell book of you know do this three times add this ingredient and something will happen it's to me it's sounding sort of just like exploring your own consciousness or, or, or almost like pushing past what a lot of people kind of perceive as limits I guess consciously if that makes sense yeah for sure um so one way that I like to explain it is that um, a new age person would be interested in kind of like manifesting the reality they desire right so they would sit down and write down a hundred times you know I am very wealthy or something. I'm, I'm thinking of like a common thing that the people are trying to create for themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that uh, a witch would say, oh, that's an awesome idea. What if I cast a sacred circle with candles? And then, you know, I wrote that down a couple of times. And then in the circle, I wore a cloak. 
and I let myself become, you know, uh, you know, I, I opened the door to a really intense part of my personality that I only allow to come out in the circle. And there I declared that I would be wealthy. You know, what, what effect would that have on my psyche and how much faster would, would that help the goal be reached? Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, is there a difference between this and people who, you know, have vision boards and are constantly, you know, I mean, people who could be into like manifesting, but won't necessarily, you know, label themselves as a witch or anything. Cause it sounds like this is all like very, like you're saying, it's not like there's an old spell book and it's like get three frog legs and mix it together and say this, this chant and like this will happen. Um, it's more so just kind of, a lot of visuals, visual, uh, sorry, what is going on? I can't say that word, <laughs> visualization and uh, manifesting. Is there a difference between that or is something like a vision board considered, you know, something that you would be interested in or that would fall under this, you know, category of which? Um, that's also a really fun question. I feel like, um, honestly, the biggest difference I've seen is that there was just more Gen X witches and more, or more Gen X witches and more Gen Z New Agers and millennials are kind of, you know, they kind of fall as they will. Um, but no, I, I don't think that there's a huge difference between someone who makes a vision board and someone who calls themselves a witch. Um, I think that taking on the name witch is, is a little bit empowering and it's sort of going an extra step. I think that there's a lot of kind of like love and light people who maybe don't want to, you know, think of themselves as a witch because that's a sort of uh, darker image of a sort of powerful and darker image. And maybe they don't want to identify with that. Whereas I think a witch kind of does want to call on the power of that word and kind of infuse that into their identity. Mm -hmm. And there's like clearly a more ritualistic element, I guess, in, in the case of like you just said, I think sacred circle and candles and then like an altar. So can you kind of walk us through what what was like the last spell or ritual you performed that that was successful? And like, how did you, I guess, uh, determine that it was successful? Hmm. I... I've performed some more recently, but one that's coming to mind um, that just was so clearly immediately evident was when um, I needed to find a place to live and I had a kind of like smaller budget. This was maybe a year ago, honestly. And um, I did, I like grabbed all of my tools and I really like brought out all of the magic that I had around me. And I was like, okay, I manifest like the coolest apartment. I create this awesome apartment um, that has so much light and it only looks out over nature. And I live in like kind of an urban area. And I was like, I just want trees and so much light and so much space and I need it for this budget. And like, it's just, it's just impossible. And like, it just like fell into my lap, like so fast. And I was like, oh wow. And like, I'm sitting right now, like looking out a window, only seeing trees in my urban area, right by like a subway Metro. So it's like crazy to me. So in in your mind, did that that this never would have happened, or you would not have kind of gotten this apartment if you didn't like conjure this up through like your magic and your rituals and things like that? Like you you believe that because you went through that process that it kind of forced this a dream apartment to become available to you. 
Ooh, yeah, that that's a fun question because it kind of gets into like my reality versus like consensus reality. <laughs> like in my reality, I did the spell and now I'm here and that's awesome. Um, but then like, would I have found it otherwise? Well, that's a that's interesting because by doing the spell, I'm you know, really hyper-focusing on only certain options. So maybe if I hadn't done the spell, I would have seen a way wider array of options and I might have chosen a different place or I might have been drawn to a different place. Um, you know what I mean? But because I like was just picturing it only being this, I kind of didn't look at many other things and was able to like quickly find this thing and, and see what where the potential was in it and like then explore it further and, and see so much more. So it, it, it's a mind game and, and reality is reality. And, and I, I just want to acknowledge that. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you think that this is something that everyone is capable of and, or is it something that like only a few people are able to have the power or focus to kind of use these things? Um, I think anyone who wants it can experience it. I think anyone who's like, yeah, I want to, I want to like try on taking like a more powerful identity and I want to see if it can make my life be very different. I think that they could do it and their life would be very different. Hmm. So is this something that you're open with friends and family about or like, are you kind of afraid that people would judge you or not take the time to kind of understand where you're coming from? I think that there's a certain point where I was like, oh man, I really want to have a bunch of friends who understand this. And, um, and now I have a bunch of friends who understand it. So I'm, I'm really on the same page with a lot of my friends and a lot of them are like kind of also coming up with cool creative things that they, they want to create um, like in their realities. But uh, my family, um, they do not understand and and I do not want to talk to them about it. But I, I never feel like anyone's very dismissive. Um, and I think that's because I, I try to be like really intentional about how I talk about it. So I'm sure they assume that I, I at least have my reasons. Okay. Is there, um, I, actually one thing I want to ask because looking through the email, um, you mentioned, you kind of like listed off a few other things, which I think we covered some of them, like ritual design, uh, magic circles, pagan worship. It says blood sacrifice in here. <laughs> yeah. So some people, um, whew, okay. So there's a kind of magic called sigil magic. And this is, and it's intentionally really playing with your mind. It's really assuming, it's taking on the assumption that your psyche is really, really powerful. Um, and so it's a way of playing with your psyche. And so with sigil magic, you'll take something you want. Um, you want to experience, I don't know, maybe you want to, I don't know. What do you, what do you want? Someone, someone tell me something they want. <laughs> what, like what, in what sense? Like would, ha would like happiness be like an, an answer? I feel like that would be a general Thing that people would ask for is like i want to be able be to sing i can't sing i want to sing i want or a that. fantastic okay. voice happiness was great but singing is uh, amazingly specific so i will use that <laughs> good um so someone who is creating a sigil might um if they did it the the most traditional way um like the austin osmond spare way they would um they would write the words like you know you know i am a great singer and then um they would 
maybe cross out all of the vowels, then they would be left with just the consonants. And then they would, you know, they would start to like keep drawing it um, like down the page, but they would start meshing up the consonants and they would intentionally start meshing up all of the lines in the words until it was unrecognizable as letters, but it looked like um, like a cool, like a cult looking symbol, just something that kind of looked magical to them. That's a sigil, that's sigil magic. And um, so people think that that's, you know, a powerful thing to do to kind of get um, get something you want deep into your psyche so that it just starts to brew without you having to consciously worry about it. You just sort of assume that it's, it's going to start, you know, firing up for you. And so some people believe in like activating those sigils, maybe doing an extra action to activate it. Some people are into like sex magic. Like some people will like ejaculate onto sigils um, and they will see that as like a very magical act. Um, uh, some people uh, would maybe see it as really psychologically potent to like put their blood on on the sigil. Um, they think that that would really communicate to their minds that you know the sigil is very powerful and and it would make it more powerful. That same thinking, that same like emphasis on blood, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's used in like lots of ways, and we all know it's probably used in in dark ways by some um, like darker covens out there. Um, but yeah when some there's like older models of magic or, or more earth-based models of magic where like um a sacrifice is really important i mean it's in the old testament i mean it happens in, in a lot of countries today where you think that like for for you to get what you want you kind of maybe over here you need to take something away from over here it's mm-hmm. and so that that thing you're taking away from might be the life of an animal or something like that mm like actual sacrifices interesting yeah i mean it, it was like a really normal um like ancient pagan practice um to to see things a little bit more that way um but i i don't see blood sacrifice um in any mainstream like new age or or witch spaces but people do know that um that there's sort of a lot of power in that act um i think that life is really sacred and i think treating it well is actually more powerful but that that's me I mean, thank God for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want you to turn around and say you were sacrificing hamsters and stuff. Uh, so that's like if good. I really want what I want, I have to sacrifice a virgin. <laughs> if you really so, want, yeah. Uh, but we always do find a way to talk about blood or ejacu- ejaculation <laughs> somehow on this show. Uh, common themes. Um, but, okay, so it's obviously for us kind of learning a lot of this for the first time and and trying to make the kind of like connection the psychological connection to kind of like what we understand i thought like what what you said joe was really interesting of like a vision board concept but there's obviously a lot more to this in terms of kind of the ritual and like exploration of self but there's no like idols or gods or anything in this sense right guess what there are (laughs) okay (laughs) um I think that once people realized that like, wait a second, you know, a lot of witches maybe kind of in the eighties and nineties were, were contributing to this. They were like, huh, seems like the Abrahamic religions that we left just made up a God, but wait a second, that seemed to work, work really well. Like, what if we just like picked other gods, uh, maybe from like the Greek pantheon or like a pantheon connected to my bloodline. And what if I just like, you know, made those powerful in my head. And there's actually, uh, there was actually quite a debate in the community between hard polytheism and soft polytheism, which is, 
you know, are Thor and Zeus actually real in your practice? Or do you kind of see them as a cool idea that you're experimenting mm -hmm. with? <laughs> so do you, who, who do you consider your idols or gods in this? Ooh, okay. That's so fun. I actually don't think anyone has ever asked me that. Um, so when I was younger, I, I got kind of into chaos magic, which I can explain if you like. But um, I was really into like the goddess Eris, E-R-I-S. Um, she was this ancient Greek goddess who like caused some chaos. And then in the movie Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, she is like this really cool character. Um, and uh, pop culture paganism is totally real. You can take any character from any show and you, could, you can deify them all you want if you want to. Um, and so I, I thought it was really cool to have this like, you know, chaos, sexy queen character. And I wanted to kind of like hold that power for sure. And then I also read about the ancient Greek goddess um, Iris, I-R-I-S. And she was actually the messenger goddess before Hermes. And she came down on rainbows and gave messages. And I really love kind of the interplay between that, that like dark and light, like the Eris and the Iris. Um, and it's kind of like it's kind of like the the Marceline and uh, Princess Bubblegum like dichotomy that that I think is like it's just really interesting to me. And so I I kind of have space for those two energies like in my magical spaces. Interesting. Okay. Are there um, or would you ever consider, for lack of a better term, going to the dark side or like if there was someone that you really didn't like or someone that wronged you or someone that you loved like do you feel capable of doing spells or magic to, that could harm someone or you know i don't know have some sort of negative impact on them and and are then there are people out there that would say yes to that i assume there's definitely people out there who would say yes to that there's so much discussion around this kind of thing in witchcraft communities um some people believe that if you do kind of uh, mean and malicious magic, that it will come back to you worse. Um, and they, they've really put that idea out there. Some people think that that, what I just said, is just an idea and doesn't need to be very powerful um, and that you can kind of do whatever magic you want. Um, I think it's all quite a mind game and i just don't think i want to use my energy like my amazing precious energy to like make anything worse anywhere mm -hmm. um i do know that i do know people do that and if anyone's listening to this and um someone's gotten in their head and they think that they're cursed um they should just play the mind game right back and just see themselves as way more powerful than that curse you know so a lot of this is based in just like positive reinforcement and like self-belief. It's not necessarily like, I mean, I actually wanted to ask you before, like what is your definition of magic? Ooh, there is one definition that has really stuck with me through the years. And it's like magic is when the lie becomes truth. It's when something that, is not currently real like does become real and it's because you like you made it be that way <laughs> um and it, it's it's really powerful when you experience it interesting that is an interesting way of looking at it i mean because at that point i mean that's you know i 
this is so very hard to explain. I mean, this is not really what I was expecting as far as like, you know, when you talk about witches and witchcraft, uh, I have a completely different idea of like what that is, but this is like an interesting point of view where you're saying like the new age, witch is kind of this, it's more so like is positive reinforcement and believing that you're capable of, of doing these things to the point where you can have these rituals and really make an impact in your reality. Um, and that's why people take on the label as being a witch because it does have that sort of supernatural, uh, you know, thing to it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is all just like very interesting to me. Like I just didn't really expect it to be kind of this thing, but I guess that's the difference between like an older, cause like, I mean, I'm thinking of witches. This is something I learned about when I was like in third grade or something, you know, mm-hmm. like Hall- Halloween witch, but like, I haven't really learned about anything sort of new until this conversation. So it's like, I guess it makes more sense because this is more realistic in that, yeah, it's just positive reinforcement. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of what it's based in, right? Yeah. And and there's like there's some there's some strains of it that are like a little bit of an expression of radicalism. Like um it a lot of women like push the movement forward, which is which is really interesting. And they were definitely like, you know what? Remember that you used to like kill all those people and like burn them and you know this is considered a really bad thing like well we're gonna just like claim it like we're gonna make it punk and we're gonna like do this and we're gonna we're gonna like do it right and i don't know there's something a little yeah like kind of punk about it to me Hmm. yeah no and it's cool because it like yes like there's like so much of this is the mental psychological positive reinforcement aspect like joe just said but it's interesting because then it still does manifest into this like really physical form of cloaks and candles and circles and altars and covens and a group getting together and like using their energy to direct towards something. So it's, it's kind of cool how it's like really on both sides, you know, of, of being so mental, but also having such a physical aspect of it. So I, I would imagine that there, if you know, it's, I guess not mainstream, but there is for sure a, a big sense of community um, when, when you are able to find people with these similar interests. Yeah. And, and one thing that I found was that, um, you know, the cloaks and all of that, that's kind of one aspect of dressing up, of taking on an identity to like strengthen yourself with that identity. But, you know, the people who are really into it, like I went to this one cool like pagan festival and the people who were there were, were into dressing up in all kinds of ways. Like, um, I didn't talk to anyone who did this, but you know, it's conceivable to like dress up like Superman and just pretend to be Superman alone in your room for like an hour. And if you feel weird about it, like put, you know, special protective tarot cards all, you know, around the walls so that you feel kind of like guarded and like it's a safe space. And then you really, you know, pretend you're Superman for an hour. And then all of a sudden you've gained like 10 valor points in your soul, like for real. And you, you know, just by being this for a while, like you suddenly have like a new dimension to your real personality. Hmm. There's a lot for us to digest here um, because like Joe said, I think like the, the psychological aspect of this is probably way more than we expected. And, you know, it's it's really interesting. And, you know, bef- before we wrap up, is there anything that we didn't cover or anything in terms of like 
misconceptions that people may have um, or, or anything that you want to say to, you know, people listening that might have, you know, similar interest or, or want to get involved in this? I feel like the misconceptions are kind of dying away because I feel like so many people want to embrace like, you know, a bigger identity than kind of what they were handed um, at birth, maybe. And um, so I think that there's just a lot of people who are interested in it. And I feel like, you know, a really real discussion is like kind of reaching a kind of critical tipping point. And people are really talking about how you how you play with reality with your mind and how you can do that with your friends. Um, and so if anyone like wants to get into it, I mean, just go at the pace that feels right for you and just like research stuff that you think is really interesting. And then just like give yourself a lot of freedom to just to play. Awesome. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on, answering all of our questions and, you know, walking us through that and, and just giving us, you know, better understanding or at least sort of like an introductory understanding to, uh, you know, just be able to kind of know what's going on more in, in people's minds and, and lives who, you know, practice this or, or identify as witches. Uh, definitely have feel like I have like a whole new understanding of this. Dude, thank you so much for letting me come on and talk about it. This was, it felt really good for me. Of course. Sweet. And uh, yeah, we might reach out one day if we <laughs> want to try any of our own spells because we'll need some guidance. <laughs> Let's do some magic. That'd be so fun. That's awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. And uh, good luck with everything and keep in touch. Yeah, see you guys. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is professional counseling done securely online and you can start communicating with the therapist in under 48 hours. The service is available for clients worldwide. You get to log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor, and you can schedule uh, weekly video or phone sessions as well. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like with traditional therapy. Uh, it's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Visit BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, uh, betterhelp.com slash OPL and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp.com slash OPL. And this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and other people's lives. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash OPL. Our next sponsor on the show is Honey. Honey is a free online browser extension that you just add to your browser and it automatically finds coupons online and then you get to choose to apply them to your cart so you could save money on things that you didn't even know you could be saving money on. Uh, you know, sometimes you go online and you shop and just because it doesn't say that there's a sale or that there's some coupon out there, maybe you won't know. This will find them for you so you get the best possible price um, you know, on these things. You can save as much money as possible. They have saved over a million members, billions of dollars so far with this. And not to mention, it is free. So if you go to joinhoney.com slash OPL, you can download it for free, have it on your browser, and then when you're shopping online, there'll be a little drop-down thing and it'll say, apply coupons. Uh, it's also a very good tool because it lets you know if you're actually getting the best price possible at that moment. Because sometimes there aren't any coupons or there isn't a sale, um, you know, secretly somewhere. 
uh, so you know that you are paying the least amount for these products. So it's a great tool to have. Like I said, it's free. Um, so it's a great thing to have, you know what I mean? <laughs> you shop on any sort of site um, and it's not just these smaller, you know, boutique kind of places. It's, you know, very popular brands. You go on their site and there'll be a little drop down menu. There'll be a coupon. You're saving money just like that without even realizing. Uh, so like I said, all you need to do is go to joinhoney.com OPL. It is free. It downloads very fast, just a few seconds, and then you'll just start saving money. So there you go. Uh, we all do a lot of online shopping, especially now with the pandemic. People are going to be shopping less, I would say, in person. So this is a great tool to have. Uh, again, that is joinhoney.com slash OPL and start saving today. All right. So I I, I don't really know what happened back there. <laughs> I mean, so listen, like I, I find it very difficult to find the difference between just positive reinforcement and what she's talking about. I mean, maybe there's not much. I don't know. I feel like way more enlightened within about like this kind of community and understanding how they view it, but also really confused still with like a, a ton of questions because, because it's just like a mindset, I guess, that we're not I was gonna really understand right away. I was really thrown off by the Superman thing. Uh-huh. And she mentioned valor points. And yeah. I don't know what that means. And like I should have asked, but I just I I, I feel I, like I, think I felt she like that was a like, whole different thing. Yes. But yes, because it seems like no matter what, the breadth of witchcraft and, and the different types of magic, like it seems endless almost. Or or it seems like you you know, unlike a religion, like there's really there's no manual for like these rituals. It's like you can kind of create it yourself as right. long as it's you're benefiting from it or, or making it makes you feel good. I don't know. Like I, I'm trying to the closest example I could think of is like this this last um, New Year's. I was like away. We we're like staying in this room that had a fireplace, which was awesome. And me and the wife were like, let's write down everything on a piece of paper like little pieces of paper that we want to like leave behind, like things about ourselves or whatever it may be. And let's write them down, crumple them up. No one needs to know. And let's like throw them in the fire. Like there's a ritual aspect to something like that. You For know, sure. I, don't, I don't know if I, I would take it as far as like, now that I've done this and put all this energy into it, like those things are gone, but it, it, it is that ritual aspect, like a spell in a sense, I guess you could say. I don't know. That's like the closest example I could think of. Yes. And, and, and that and those kinds, types of things, like, yeah, I think everyone, like, and even something as simple as throwing a fucking penny in a well, like you're like, like technically people are wishing and prayers, like these kinds of things are like, we can't, you know, like really show and like quantify how effective these things are. Uh, it's just kind of like up in the air. And then it's like, if you say a prayer that you're like, if you have a cold and you're like, I don't want to have this cold anymore. I don't want to be sick. And, and you don't want to be sick tomorrow. And you like pray for that. And the next day you're not sick. Do we know if it was the prayer or do we, or was it just your immune system? Like no one knows for sure. Like you can't really pinpoint what it is. So you just go the prayers, you know, right. like it, it, it feels like something like that where like 
and also I do believe, and that's why I asked like what your definition of magic is. And I don't even know my definition of magic to be honest with you, but I, I do get, you know, the notion of like everyone can be their own quote unquote God. Like everyone has the power in them to be godlike. uh, when you think about it, like, I believe that because when you think about a God, whoever your God is, there's someone who is able to create and provide and to do whatever. And I think that you can create your own reality and that wherever you see in your mind, you can either hold yourself back or you can really propel yourself and motivate yourself and create the life that you want. I think that everyone is capable of that. So I get it in that sense. It's just the witch part is to me a completely different thing. It almost seems like you're playing baseball but calling yourself a football player because it's like a you're just grabbing a title because a witch typically seen as like a negative thing or whatever or like I mean I do get the female empowerment part of it though where it's mm. kind of like you guys like because women were fucking they were able to read you were like oh my god witchcraft and you killed them or whatever the fuck was happening. Right. But like so I get the, the of like taking the power back of that word. But I just, I just think that like manifesting and positive reinforcement are exactly what those words are. It's not really witchcraft, in my opinion. Not that I right. fucking know what I'm talking about. It's just my opinion. No, no, but like, no, exactly. And that's that's why that was cool because it's like, it's it's almost something similar that we can understand that we can practice, but with a different like veneer, like a different dressing on it. Like, why is someone? to me the difference between like throwing a penny in a well or something or like my story of throwing something in the fire is like it's what they're doing is not passive in any way it seems like there's so much energy planning like you're putting a lot into these rituals to create this magic it's very thought out and and yeah you're just putting so much into it but like to your point maybe that's not that different from like uh self-help guru or these people who talk about visualization and and manifesting and have their own rituals of i'm going to journal if i journal every day uh if i wake up at 6 30 and makes me uncomfortable and only take cold showers because it takes me out of my comfort zone like maybe it is falling within that same realm in a sense you know because it's just kind of like to me it just sounds like it's like let this is an exploration of like our limits and i think we understand that so many of our limits or what does limit us in life isn't physical it's mental it's like how far it's our consciousness it's it's what we believe it's our own confidence level so it's like to to explore that like people do it through meditation to be able to kind of transcend your own ego this sense of self all these things you know this this kind of constant self-awareness or self-judgment that holds us back in so many things in life it's like if this is an avenue to try to transcend that to to try to take control then i get it and and it just i guess has this element that this somewhat ancient pagan element of you know they they're almost welcoming some of the stereotypes into these rituals too which is interesting that i guess just kind of makes it its own kind of separate thing with the same like values and ideals of anyone trying to better themselves or manifest similar to the episode we did with the satanist so how do you pronounce how, the sa- satanist yeah satanist where it was kind of like these people were called satanists because they just didn't go along with the rules and they were like you know what i'm actually not religious and they were like oh it's because they're going to hell because of satan or whatever the fuck yeah and like 
when we talked to that woman, I got some clarity on that in that, you know, people, like she said, like the punk rockness of owning the word. It's kind of the same thing in that regard where it's like, yeah, we just don't, we just feel like everyone's capable of their own thing. We don't like worship the fucking devil. Like that's something that people said about people years ago because they were like off the beaten path or whatever. Like they called people, like I said, it's like, oh, a woman can read. She's a witch. She must be doing magic. So it's like, she's fucking, let's kill her. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was the same thing with them, where it was kind of like, oh, you're doing something off the beaten path, like this and that, and like Satanists, you did, you worship the devil, blah, 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 and like another reason to kill people or control people, whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah, so I, I think there's like similarities into that, like the punk rockness of being like, yeah, we're going to take this word and like run with it. And some people run with it more than others, you know what I mean? I also do believe in, to a degree, things like what you're talking about that you and your wife did of like crumbling things up and throwing in the fire. Do I think that's a little extreme and maybe it's a little silly? Yeah, it is. But at the end of the day, like to me, it's just one of those things of being like, you know, you when you write something down, you memorize it more. You know what I mean? Like instead of just like reading something, if you write it, you'll know it better. It's just like of whatever. So if you go out of your way to be like, I don't want to be this thing to the point where you're going to set up a fucking altar with all this stuff yeah, yeah. and like do these things and chant or do whatever the fuck, then I, then I do believe that like because it's so prevalent and you put so much energy into being like, I don't want to do this, then you won't, you know? It's like mm-hmm. for anything, like if you're going to put a lot of energy into getting in shape, your, your days are going to revolve around these things and like, you know, it's a little different because there's, like, physical acts involved or whatever. But, like, the mind is very strong in that way. It's like you could create, like, with stress, you can create, you can manifest physical symptoms of sickness mm-hmm. just from being stressed. Like, the mind is very powerful in that way. So I do believe in the things that you're talking about. Again, I just wouldn't label it as, like, witchcraft and wizardry because that just, to me, it just puts this childish filter over it it just does yeah but yes but i guess you know i look i'm not here saying like she convinced me magic exists if you like if you do these things and put this energy in like magic will happen and like now this apartment that didn't even exist 10 minutes ago appeared for her like no i'm not saying that but also i'm not against like the the identity aspect of it i think that's what's interesting is like we'd be lying if we said there isn't like a trendy aspect to this a cool aspect like she she said something like people will want a bigger identity than the one that they're born with or the one that they're given and a lot of people do struggle like where do i fit in what is my identity and how do i how can i feel more powerful and in control of my life and like this seems like a suitable way to do that i guess the the difference is like yes if i just sit and think like okay could this just sound childish like witches and wizards and goblet priestess and stuff like that like is this just like dungeons and dragons like dress up with some spells like yes i i could go in that direction but also you know maybe it's just a matter of kind of changing how we view those terms because if people are using those for a positive and and this community is being created and for her she feels like it is working out and like she you know if if we're going to label those things in like journaling every day or you know when i think about throwing those things in the fire like i i felt great after that and that was really easy it didn't take much energy but like you feel good your mind is focused you're considering the things that you do want to change in your life so like if they're putting that much energy and just kind of 
sticking it under the umbrella or label of witchcraft. Like I, I get it. Like I don't, I don't want to call it childish if it's working I, and adults I, are doing it. No, I know. I, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like to me, it just, it just sounds like that. It just sounds like, Oh, we're talking about witches and wizards right now. Like, what are we mm. talking about? Like, this is, this is just like, and like, that's not me just like trying to shit on the whole thing. It's just my real opinion of like, when I hear the word, witches and wizards and all of this stuff and then i get an explanation of it it just it sounds like there's a ver there's an easier way to kind of go about this i'm not judging anyone obviously it just that's my truth it just kind of feels that way just because of what i've been what i've learned over the years of just being a human and hearing these things or whatever but again her definition of magic is a great definition mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's 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 like it's like the fucking idiots who sit in the in the stands at Yankee games and they, you know, turn their hats inside out thinking that, you know, the that A-Rod's going to hit a home run now. And then he does and you're like, "See, the hat." And it's like <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things. And it's like the magic is what the magic is. It's like it, it is whatever you believe it is. You know mm. what I mean? So it that's why it's like I'm in no position to tell these people like this is bullshit or this is whatever because like make no mistake i don't think it's bullshit like I, I was explaining to you once something becomes that prevalent in your mind and you really believe it i do think that it has an effect on your life like if you're in a rush to go somewhere something you're like oh my oh, oh my god and then for every single time you're behind the person who's driving two miles an hour someone's always <laughs> right, going right. too slow in front of you it's like are you creating that car and like is it magic that it's there no but you're you're way more aware of it because of what you're doing to your mind I you know agree, what i mean yeah. like the what she was talking about the apartment it's like she wants it so bad like you're gonna notice it now it's gonna stand out because it's in your mind you fucking made it uh, an altar like yeah, it's yeah. gonna be there like you know what i mean it's in your mind so it's like i do believe in the effects the wording i think is like is where you lose people and where people start and like not that she's lost me but i'm saying that's where you lose people and people going like what the fuck are you talking about right right you know what i mean because like and and that's it but like if it's a fun thing and it's like you want to do it yeah of course well like, it's like the gate that's like the path like that that way is their door to again like we've used so many words for it but whatever you want to call it positive reinforcement visualization like whatever it may be if that's the gateway for that and there's positive results i get it i i did not think that this is what it would be so i'm like really happy to learn that as well and and like it's it's just interesting to know there's people like her her friends covens like like you said the people who are taking this so seriously as their identity bringing others in training others showing them the way like it's cool, man. Like people, I mean, people could look at like a Tony Robbins or something and say like, what are these idiots doing? Like they could figure this stuff out on themselves by themselves. Why are they walking over fire and paying all this money and filling up stadiums? Like it's, you know, there's, there's so many things similar to this that you could point at point right. at and not, there's no one right way for everyone. So I guess the biggest takeaway is like, if, if it's at least for her, like this really, positive way to just have control in a life that's very hard to control and, yes. and random and you know like if, if if that gives you that sense and helps you achieve things that you want to achieve cool so I, yeah i, I yeah, agree I, I didn't realize it would be that so, so yeah. it's, it's really interesting just yeah. also with spells and blood and cloaks and candles like also people it's a vibe on, it's a vibe if people like jizzing on whatever like the that was that was a whole other thing 
but yeah. hey, whatever <laughs> whatever helps. Um, but anyway, for anyone out there who wants to be a part of uh, you know our show, um, just like I said in the beginning of this episode, you can reach out to us. Uh, send us an email, oplpodcast at gmail, or just go to our website, oplshow.com. And uh, yeah, if it if it fits, if it's cool, we'll reach out to you and we'll uh, you know record something. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at oplpodcast. And uh, if you want to become a patron, a patron, go to patreon.com slash oplshow. Uh, you get all those bonus episodes weekly, and it helps support the show. So thank you. Yes, and uh, leave a rating and review on iTunes. Greg, that's a great hoodie. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.